Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Tuesday, May 16th. When it comes to nickels, these days, one of them seems to have very little value. But on this date in 1866, Congress authorized the minting of the first five-cent piece known as the shield nickel. And here's a little bit of movie trivia for you. The sixth man to play British agent 007, James Bond, is celebrating a big birthday today. Do you remember who the sixth actor to take on the role was? I'll have that answer in just a few minutes. But first, let's check in on that Tuesday forecast over at the Live 5 First Alert Weather Center. And good Tuesday morning to you. I'm meteorologist Joey Sovide starting out with sunshine this morning and comfortably cool temperatures in the 60s. will warm through the 70s into the mid 80s at lunchtime and up around 90 this afternoon with a mostly sunny sky. Very small chance of rain today. Scattered showers and storms possible, especially during the afternoon and evening tomorrow. Then a cloudy day. Look how the temperatures will drop about 15 degrees on Thursday. Cloudy with showers and thunderstorms possible Thursday. Smaller rain chance of sunshine shine starts to return on Friday at 81. Then for the weekend, highs in the 80s with a chance of a couple of showers and storms on Saturday. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. Charleston County deputies say a person is recovering after being shot near McCullenville. Deputies say that shooting happened shortly after 5 p.m. yesterday on Highway 17 near Lofton Road. First responders found that victim lying in the northbound lanes of the road near a Honda sedan. They were later taken to an area hospital for treatment. As of now, no arrests have been made. Anyone with information is asked to contact the Charleston Sheriff's Office. The family of three women killed in a Mother's Day crash last year is suing the Charleston County deputy accused of killing them. The lawsuit alleges Deputy Emily Pelletier was not the only deputy speeding the night of the crash. In addition to Pelletier, the Dantzler Williams family is suing Charleston County Deputy Clinton Sachs, the Sheriff's Office, and the county for negligence, carelessness, and recklessness that caused the crash that killed Stephanie Dantzler and her daughters, Shanice and Miranda. The lawsuit alleges Pelletier and Sachs were, quote, racing to the same non-emergency call when the crash happened. The Sheriff's Office has confirmed that Sachs no longer works for the department and did not receive any discipline for his actions the night of the crash. According to the lawsuit, there is a lack of oversight by the Sheriff's Office and County, which has created a culture where deputies are not punished for unlawful driving. And because of this, the lawsuit states, quote, net uh, more people on the road will suffer injuries and death from the ongoing and future dangerous misuse of county vehicles. One month following the wreck, the sheriff's office fired Pelletier from the department and charged her with three counts of reckless homicide. Her criminal case is still pending. A press conference with the family is scheduled for tomorrow at 11 a.m. at the Charleston County Courthouse. Family, friends, and firefighters are set to gather tomorrow to remember the life of one of their own. A funeral for 22-year-old Drew Kelly is set to be held tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. at Beautiful Savior Evangelical Lutheran Church. That's in Somerville. Kelly died in a motorcycle crash Friday on Interstate 95 on his way to his mother's house to celebrate Mother's Day. Drew had served as an engineer and emergency medical tech for the Monk's Corner Fire Department since he was 18. His family says he was was born to be a firefighter. In 2021, he was the Firefighter of the Year for Monk's Corner. 
Eight people this morning are recovering after a crash over the weekend in front of Woodland High School in Dorchester County. Howard Armstrong, a freelance photographer, says he was on his way to a crash on Highway 78 Saturday afternoon when he learned that that crash involved his own family. Dorchester County deputies say a teen pulled out in front of Armstrong's daughter, her husband and their five kids. All eight were taken to a hospital. The father remains in critical condition awaiting surgery. The sheriff's office says they will not release any information about the teenager involved in that crash because they're a minor. A person's health can be detrimentally impacted by too much exposure to heat and with temperatures on the rise, heat-related illnesses are on the rise as well. Yeah, the city of Charleston, along with the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, MUSC, and area schools, they've begun a pilot program to better understand how heat manifests right here in the city and what they need to do about it going forward. Our Emily Zuhowski joins us live near the Citadel and tells us what areas here at home are more exposed. Emily, good morning. Good morning, guys. An official with the city of Charleston says it's not tornadoes, earthquakes, or mudslides, but rather heat is the is the natural hazard that's worse for people here. A pilot program shows that there are heat islands in the city where there are very little tree canopy and the heat manifests substantially more than other parts of the city. That difference can be up to even 12 degrees. Dale Morris, chief resilience office officer for the city of Charleston, says areas near the port on the east side, Union Pier Terminal, Columbus Terminal, around Burke High School, the ball field, and some parts of the Citadel are considered heat islands, and there are a number of them around the city. So we're trying to understand in the city, what do we need to do about this, given the residents we have who may not have air conditioning, um, our workers, the tourists that are come here, if they're visiting from Toronto or Vancouver or the UK and they're not used to this heat, we need to start to understand how that's going to, how this increased heat is going to impact them and what we need to do to prepare for it. Morris says the opportunities with this pilot create an opportunity for the city and their partners to understand which building materials reflect more heat, how to orient them differently so they pick up more breezes and create more trees and shading for student athletes as well as future playgrounds for them. So different types of grass and then the extent of the grass versus artificial turf, they absorb heat differently. We need to understand that better so our student athletes that are practicing football in the summer or practicing track in the in you know spring and fall that they don't have these problems. Morris says they plan to present their findings from this pilot in the next coming weeks so they can ask questions and learn how to become a more heat sensitive city. Reporting live in downtown Charleston, Emily Zuhowski, Live Five News. A book found in Dorchester District 2's libraries will be allowed to remain on the shelves for now after the school board considered removing it. Board members voted 6-1 to one yesterday to keep the book titled Stamped, Racism, Anti-Racism in You. The board had 20 days to render its decision. Board members say the material is not being taught in any classes and is just another book in the library's catalog. Though the book will be allowed to remain on the districts in the district's library, for now, some board members believe that it could be challenged again in the future. 
As we approach the end of another school year, the Charleston County Public Library wants to remind you to have fun with reading this summer. The library agency is teaming up with the Charleston County School District for this summer's program titled Reading is Radical. Right now, you can earn points by tracking your reading, which will then lead to winning some prizes. If you're interested in joining in, you can find a link with more information at live5news.com. Just click on the big red box. And if you're looking to stock up on books as you track your reading this summer, look no further because that big book sale is happening this weekend. Officials with the Charleston Friends of the Library say it's their largest fundraiser of the year with more than 60,000 books of all genres on sale with some priced as low as just a dollar. The money raised from the sale will then go towards funding library programs at all Charleston County Public Libraries. The sale will take place at the Omar Shrine Auditorium and will be open to the public starting this Friday through Sunday afternoon. Event officials say there may be a guest appearance from CCPL's friendly mascot, Albert, Saturday morning. We love Albert. Yes, we do. And get this, Nick, reading partners of South Carolina gearing up to celebrate its 10th year anniversary this week. Reading Partners is a national pro- nonprofit that has been serving the Low Country since 2013. The Light Up Literacy event will take place this Thursday at 6 p.m. at Firefly Distillery. The family-friendly event is open to the public and will include food trucks, craft cocktails, and live music. Well, the need for caregivers is growing across South Carolina and right here in the low country. The state health department says more than 95,000 people in the Palmetto State are living with Alzheimer's. And that number is expected to increase by more than 25% by 2025. And to keep up with it, the Alzheimer's Association says by 2030, the state will need more than 41,000 caregivers. Yeah, Molly McBride, she tells us about a new app that connects college caregivers with families. It's called Care. Yaya and the company's CEO says expanding to the College of Charleston and Charleston Southern has increased their care team by 100 students so far. Elder care is very expensive and generally unaffordable for many families. You know, what we found in public health research is that 80 to 85 percent of families are priced out of the market. Neil Shaw, the CEO and co-founder of Care Yaya, says many local caregiving agencies have national affiliates, generally charging 25 to 30 dollars an hour, but the caregivers only see half of that. He says Care Yaya charges nothing for connecting students who are aspiring for a career in health care with families in need of a temporary caregiver. Sarah Perry, the executive director of Respite Care Charleston, says there are many possible reasons for a lack of caregivers throughout the low country and beyond. She says caregivers require a very unique skill set. And for many families, finding quality care is very expensive. Plus, burnout. Caregivers in South Carolina provided an estimated 355 million hours of unpaid care in 2020 alone, according to the Alzheimer's Association. She tells me it's difficult for family or friends of a loved one with dementia to find a trusted caregiver to help out. Caregivers um, need access to affordable, reliable uh, professionals who can come in and give them just a little bit of break. Perry says she's excited about the impact the app could have on a new generation of caregivers. For more information about the app, head over to live5news.com and click under this web story. In Charleston, 
Molly McBride, Live 5 News. The Johnson & Johnson COVID-19 vaccine is no longer available in the U.S. All remaining doses expired last week, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. More than 31 million doses of the J&J vaccine were sent out for distribution, but only 19 million people got it, leaving more than 12 million doses unused, says the CDC. Only 7% of Americans who are vaccinated got the one-dose J&J vaccine as their first shot. The majority of people got vaccines from Pfizer and Moderna. Today, Charleston County leaders are set to break ground on phase two of the Azalea Complex. The facility will house Charleston County Public Works and Facilities Management staff, warehouses for equipment, as well as stormwater and mosquito laboratories. The groundbreaking is at the corner of Headquarters Road and Leeds Avenue in North Charleston and starts at 930 this morning. Also happening today, the city of Isle of Palms will host its very first hurricane expo. The city is aiming to help residents of the low country prepare for hurricane season and educate them on public safety as well as the impact natural disasters can have on our area. The event will be today from 4 p.m. till 7 at Isle of Palms Recreation Center. At the top of the show, I mentioned that today the sixth man to play James Bond, 007 himself, is celebrating a birthday. That man is Pierce Brosnan, who took on the role in 1995's Golden Eye and starred in three additional Bond films. Daniel Craig took over the role after Brosnan. Before Brosnan, there was Sean Connery, David Niven, George Lazenby, Roger Moore, and Timothy Dalton. Also celebrating birthdays today, actor Danny Trejo is 79. Actress Deborah Winger is 68. Singer Janet Jackson is 57. Actress Tracy Gold is 54. Actress Tori Spelling is 50. And actress Megan Fox is 37. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Morning Y'all, powered by Live 5 News. Katie Kamen, I hope you have a great Tuesday. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News. Country's news leader.